At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Detroit CityCast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens. Happy Manic Monday here on the Detroit City Cast. Full weekend of action, some good moments, some tough ones, and some very interesting uh, moments in the 3M Open. Unfortunately, none of our guys cashed, but we did have some late bets heading into the weekend or heading into the final round uh, on the idea that Scott Piercy would collapse, and he did. Uh, how about being five over after having a five shot lead? So he did make plays on Finau and Grillo, and Finau got the job done. Well, my man Tony Finau. Uh, so at least we got a cash there, but we got a big week here in Detroit. The Rocket Mortgage Classic is here. We're going to have a full preview and breakdown show on Wild Wednesday. I'll have selections. I'll be out there throughout the week. Uh, headed out on Friday as well with some friends to head to the 1899 Club. A little sweet action there. With free food and drinks, doesn't get much better than that. I don't really, I don't drink. I mean, I'll have non-alcoholic uh, beverages. But my friends that are coming will probably have at least three to fifteen pops, uh, especially when it's free. Uh, so very exciting stuff going on here uh, with the Rocket Mortgage, Cla- Mortgage Classic in Metro Detroit, uh, the only PGA tournament in the area. Uh, but I'll just tell you this: we are getting closer and closer and closer to football and thank the freaking lucky stars that we are because the Detroit Tigers suck and you know it's just tough I, I had a friend I went and saw Roger Waters last night or two uh, two nights ago now 
with my amazing father, the doc guy. And by the way, what an incredible show. He's playing throughout, you know, the Midwest, North America, some other places. If there's anywhere nearby that you would be willing to drive to or, you know, even traveling further away to see him um, when he plays uh, some shows, uh, you know, in other countries, if you're going on a vacation somewhere, go, go see this. This is not a drill tour. Yes, there, there's some politics of Roger Waters I don't love. Yes, there's some politics of Roger Waters that... A lot of people don't like some like certain parts, some don't like certain parts, but this is the kind of oral, emotional experience that you want to go to when you go to a concert sometimes. Not, I mean, I love seeing Dave Matthews Band. It's such a fun, you know, free jam band, awesomeness, same with Fish. You know, even a band like Pearl Jam who plays a different set list every night. There's, it's, yeah, Eddie Vedder will give some soapbox speeches. By the way, Eddie Vedder is having some throat issues right now. I've had to cancel some shows, and I missed my show in Vegas because of uh, Matt Cameron getting COVID. But I'll tell you this. Or, I'm sorry, not Matt Cameron. That was Jeff Amon that got COVID that show. Uh, Matt Cameron had gotten it earlier uh, when they were playing in Oakland. But this is the kind of show that just wakes, punches you right in the face in a good way. And there's some tough things that he talks about. There's some beautiful things he talks about. There, the music is incredible. The stage show is incredible. One of the most unique stages I've ever seen. If you want to see any of the videos or pictures, I posted a ton on my social media, DanLeach971. It's just, it was awesome. But we live in a time now where you've got options to do certain things. You know, a lot of different options in Detroit. There's a lot going on here now, which... COVID's not over by any means, but, you know, people are out there, especially during the summer. And a good, I won't name him because I don't want to embarrass him, but an incredibly good friend of mine, a a top-level journalist, the guy's done it all, had the ability to either go to Roger Waters or the Tigers game. He chose the Tigers game, where Detroit lost 8-4. And then on Sunday, the Tigers lost 9-1. They come back for that split doubleheader, and for with Oakland, and they get their asses kicked by the Twins in that weird two-game series because, of course, the Tigers didn't play on Friday because of the travel day. And now they open up a three-game set against the Padres, who did somehow, in a play that I had over the weekend, uh, or on Sunday, I took the, the Mets, minus, I thought it was being absolutely nuts. I, I, I Obviously, I'm happy I won, and this wasn't a play I gave out on social media, so this is this was solely just a... Like live feeling. I don't always. I'm always going to uh, tweet out live plays that I make. Obviously, any play on this show, if it's an official selection, I'm going to make sure you know about it. Uh, but this was just a you know a Dan Leach rare. All right, I'm pulling the trigger on this, and I took the the Mets live minus a run and a half plus about 170 uh, in like the fourth inning after they'd already blown like their 17th runners in, in scoring position in a row against the Padres because they could do a thing against San Diego in game one or two, and lo and behold. Somehow, I, I think it was 0-0 into the fifth. And it ends 8-5 to five Mets. Just absolutely crazy. Pete Alonso had a big three-run homer. But this was a game that was, yeah, 0-0 yeah, to the sixth. Padres score one, Mets score five. Mets score three in the seventh. Padres score one in the eighth, three in the ninth. 8-5 to five after it being 0-0. Through five full innings. But the Padres are really good. Remember, we have a future 
Futures bet on them at 30 to 1. I told you I'd still like them down to 17, 18 to 1 if uh, you want to look at the markets because we, we update those markets for you on this show. Uh, I think that's where, around where they're at right now to win the World Series. They're a really good team and they're coming in and I, I hope the Tigers can take one game. But it's just a sad situation here. Will El Avila lose his job? Is Chris Ilge even considering that? We'll find out. Uh, this team is definitely behind where they should be right now. And now, listen, it is just one season. It, what if things are completely different next year than all the people that are you know, wearing the Fire Avila shirts and freaking out might feel differently. But to be in this you know, fifth year or so of the rebuild and to feel like you're going backwards, even with the injuries, which every team has, and all the young talent, you know, the end of Big East career. There's been some nice moments this year, but they've been few and far between. Uh, but game one, number one, is going to be Manea for San Diego. Five and four with a 4-1-1 ERA in Hutchinson, who's, you know, I don't want to say he's been terrible, but he's definitely not been good for the Tigers. So we'll, we'll get into that in a second as we get into the Motown betting window. And coming up, as always here, as we head towards the football season, it'll be our brand, our latest edition of Michigan Mondays, a focus on Michigan State and Michigan, and we always check in on the futures odds and the win totals and any big information and interesting stuff that's going on with both the Wolverines and Spartan uh, football programs. As of course, camp is going to be starting really soon, and we'll find out who the starting quarterback is, hopefully for Michigan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh might wait until the day of the first game against Colorado State, which has happened before. It happens all the time in college football to see who the starter is going to be. But if I had to handicap it right now, I still believe that Cade McNamara is going to be the day one starter based on what he did last year, unless he has a bad camp and J.J. McCarthy has a great camp. I understand that people are going to say, well, Leach, J.J. McCarthy's the future, he's better. I'm with you on that. But how do you say, okay, Cade, you took us to the Orange Bowl and the playoffs and won our first Big Ten title since 2003, but you know what? We're going to let J.J. start. So we'll see. I've talked to people that, are, that were on the team, people that are on the team now. It's very split. It's like Barry Sanders and Herman Moore in the Lions locker room. You know, Barry wanted Scott Mitchell to keep playing. Uh, you know, Herman Moore and others wanted Charlie Batch to keep, you know, to be the starter because they were frustrated with, with what was going on with Scott Mitchell. It, it's very divisive. But it's college, so it's not the pros, and hopefully it won't be anything crazy. And Harbaugh and, and the staff will handle who they're going to decide to make the start. All right, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up some big wins with our new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers. You visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. You know, I love betting the, the tennis action here. We talk about it a lot on the show. And now you can even stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. That's awesome. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 800 270 7117. So let's take a look right now at. Game number one of the three-game interleague set with the Tigers and the Padres. Manez, 5-4, as I mentioned, uh, for the Pods uh, with a 4-1-1 ERA. Hutchinson for Detroit, 1-4 with a 4-4-6 ERA. And right now, Bet Rivers, the Padres, no surprise. This is kind of where they'll probably be at much of the series, about minus 155. Tigers plus 132. Run line San Diego, minus 1.5 plus 107. And the uh, the Tigers plus 1.5 on the run line, minus 132. Total 8 over minus 114, 
under minus 105. And I think there will be a lot of runs scored in this series. The question is, can the Tigers score any to give you some value on the over? And just to look at where these two teams have are have been and are going and the different directions. The Tigers, after being 8-2 and two in, in their... Ten, in a 10-game stretch during that win streak against all the teams in the division when they won six in a row, have now lost three in a row and are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They dropped to 20 under 500 with that loss against the Twinkies, the two games, the two game, uh, you know, two losses in a row against Minnesota. 38-58. and 58. And conversely, the San Diego Padres, the Fathers, they haven't played great baseball, but they are 54-43. and 43. Just 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, run differential of plus 32. How about the Tigers' run differential? Minus 124. I am staying away from this series. We'll see if there's value in any of the totals. I am not touching the, the, the Tigers. Uh, I, there's no faith in them right now. No pun intended with the Padres. Um, Padres could might maybe have some value on the run line in one or two of these games. So I, in game number one, I'm just staying away from it. Uh, there could There's a lead for me. On that eight, the total eight over minus 114. Weather warm here in Detroit. The Tigers can score some runs. I think San Diego's going to score six. So can Detroit get three runs? You know, and, and in that case, the over is the play there. But not an official selection for me here at all. Just going to stick with staying away from this game. As I've talked to you about on the show, we don't just bet to bet. you got to be smart about it. There's times where we pull the trigger on the Tigers. Uh, recently, the, the couple times we've done it in the last two and a half weeks, they've won. And we've taken a couple totals that have hit. But we're not just going to bet the Tigers to bet the Tigers. Not just going to bet against the Tigers to bet against the Tigers. There's got to be value. And in this game, I don't see any. Uh, So that's where we're at with the Tigers and Padres game number one. And Rocket Mortgage Odds will be coming out uh, as this day goes on. So get ready for the Wild Wednesday show where we'll talk about all the Rocket Mortgage props and odds and outrights and top fives and tens and twenties. And obviously all the great ability to live bet on Bet Rivers as well. I uh, wanted just to update uh, a line here uh, for the, the Lions and Eagles because we're we're starting to see some stuff. And you can obviously bet all week one lines at Bet Rivers. We're starting to see a little movement towards the Detroit Lions. Lions have covered six straight home games against the spread. Eagles minus four right now. Bet Rivers. Lions plus four minus one ten. Money line Eagles minus 195, Lions plus 158, and the total 46 and a half flat, or 46 and a half uh, minus 110. It's been sticking kind of one minus 110 uh, both sides for a while now. But just looking at some of the splits, there has been a lot of money, not a ton of people are betting this game right now. I mean, some people like out there love betting week one games early. I'm, I'm someone that likes to bet some of them if I really think that a line's wacky, but I'm not someone that likes to bet, you know, a week one game in, in like, you know, June. It, it, there's only a few times where you'll see some value in it because who knows what the injury situation is going to be. I just think it's more valuable to get ready and do it before the season starts. Maybe a couple weeks out after training camp has started and the preseason's going on and you know there's not any major injuries. That being said, the latest splits that I've seen uh, have the Lions getting about 15% more money than they had the previous week. And we'll keep tracking this for you. I think the value is definitely on the Lions getting the four points and probably the money line as well. Eagles, I think, you know, Eagles are going to be the better team in 2022. But game one at Ford Field, 
It's going to be super loud there. I mean, we'll see if Jameson Williams is out there playing, but Hutch will be out there playing, and DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. I think the Lions are going to upset the Eagles in game in week number one. And remember, this is not like a homer play. Like the Lions are a seven or eight win team at most in 2022. But I really believe this is going to be a big week one kind of growing up type of game for the Lions to set the tone for their season, to definitely improve and double that win total from 2021. And Dan Campbell's second uh, overall season as head coach. So that's, to me, something to... Uh, we're going to keep tabs on this because there was a lot of Eagles money early and there's a lot more Lions money coming from all around the country, not just the Detroit market. And we'll see if that keeps being the, the way that this game is going. Because uh, that, that means if you're going to think about betting it, you're going to want to try to grab it before it gets down to three and a half or three. Obviously, three and seven key numbers in football, so we want to stay away from that. Because here, let's say you take the spread plus four, Eagles win the game by three, you're obviously winning the bet. Uh, it would suck as a Lions fan to lose the game, but you'd still win the bet with the plus four. All right, that's a trip to the Motown betting window. Brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. Coming up next, the latest edition of Michigan Mondays. We focus in on Michigan State and Michigan football as we get closer and closer to the start of the 2022 season right here on the Manic Money edition of the Detroit CityCast. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or same game parlays. You decide. Log on to the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling prom, call 1 800 270. 7117. And welcome to the latest edition of Michigan Mondays as we get ever so close to the start of college football season. The Spartans and Western Michigan Broncos open up on Friday night, Saturday, uh, September uh, 2nd at 7 o'clock in the Wolverines' noon, a little nooner action at the Big House. I'll probably be up there at 6 a.m. against Colorado State on September 3rd. And as we get closer and closer, the start of college football, I'm going to continue to monitor where the spreads are at, the futures are at, and any other cool information we can get to you uh, as we head towards the start of the season. And we're going to have some special guests on too uh, to talk about both these programs and the outlook and expectations, realistic expectations as we head into the 2022 season. And for Michigan State, it's kind of, you know, this Mel Tucker era continue to move forward because I think that obviously in year one, very weird year with a few games and, you know, beating Michigan was huge, but no fans and the COVID stuff. You can't really tell a ton from that. But then the use of the transfer portal in year number two, same thing with year number three. Last year, you know, it started great for the, the Spartans. Huge win over Michigan, fizzled towards the end. But can Michigan State be a program that is in the top four or five upper echelon overall in the Big Ten under Mel Tucker? This will be a big year, year three, second full year to show that. And for the Wolverines, the biggest question is, has Jim Harbaugh found the sweet spot finally? Can this team contend for the Big Ten year in, year out, the way that Ohio State has forever? Heck, the way that Michigan State was for a while during the Mark D'Antonio era. You know, the way that, that teams like Wisconsin have, Iowa has on the other side of the division for years now. Can the Wolverines use that springboard to the CFP semis, even though they got blasted by Georgia, to help with recruiting and to keep this team and program moving forward after so many years of near misses and absolute failings. 
I mean, there were some boom years for Michigan that turned into bust years. There were some years that never really got going. And last year, everything happened. You know, getting to the Big Ten title game first time ever. Getting to the playoffs first time ever. Beating the Buckeyes for the first time ever in seemingly 20 years. Obviously, I'm using a little hyperbole, my good friend Terry Foster's uh, favorite word. Uh, but Michigan, the defense is the question mark. The offense should be awesome. The defense lost Ojabo and Hill and Hutch and others, you know, from that incredibly talented unit, which, which was reminiscent of the 1997 unit that helped the Wolverines win the national championship the last time they won one. So those are the big questions for both these programs. And getting off to a good start is going to be key. When you look at the Spartans, that early schedule, you know, the Washington game could be tricky, but you've got Western and Akron at home should be two easy wins. At Washington and then home Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be a very good team this year with P.J. Fleck, who could have been, and I know a lot of Spartan fans wish he was, the maybe not as much anymore, but before Mel Tucker was there, could have been the Spartan coach, and a lot of fans still wish he was up in East Lansing, the coach of Michigan State. But that's a huge game. If the Spartans can start 4-0, this could be a special-type year. I mean, are they going to beat Ohio State? Very unlikely. Are they going to beat Wisconsin? I think it's unlikely. Uh, are they going to win at Michigan? I think it's unlikely. But can they beat Maryland? Absolutely. Illinois? Absolutely. Rutgers? Indiana? Even at Penn State, that's going to be a tough one. But if Penn State doesn't have the year that some think they're going to have, maybe that's going to be the Spartans' eighth or ninth win. You know, win total, uh, we'll get to the latest numbers. I'm at seven and a half right now and a ton of money on the over for Michigan State. But that's the, they can't lose to Western or Akron. They can't go out to Washington and get their, their asses kicked. They can't come back to... Uh, you know, Spartan Stadium and lose to Minnesota 35-16. to So this is going to be important for the Spartans to get off to a good start. And taking a look at where we're at with the line right now at Bet Rivers for Michigan State, Western Michigan. It's really been steady for the last couple of weeks. It was 17.5. Now it's up to 18.5. It's been that way for about two weeks now. Michigan State minus 18.5, minus 110. Western Michigan, plus 18.5, minus 110. Money line, MSU, minus 12.50. And Western Michigan, plus 6.50. The total has been pretty steady as well. 54.5, over minus 112, under minus 108. And just taking a look at some of the numbers on the game itself, you've got basically as close to 100% of the money on the Michigan State money line as you could have. There's obviously going to be very small bets on Western Michigan. Probably will be some more closer to, to when the game starts or, you know, when, when it's going to lift off on September 2nd. But 99% of the money right now at Bet Rivers on the Michigan State money line and 98% of the total tickets. On the spread, this is where we see a lot of disparity. Just 36% of the total money on the Michigan State spread and 60% of the tickets. And to explain how we kind of differentiate things, you know, we've discussed this on this show and I'll continue to do it because a lot of you are learning how to bet. Some of you are seasoned bettors like myself. Others are somewhere in the middle. When you see a big disparity in betting splits, let's say you've got like 80 plus percent of the money on one squad, but you've got like 80% of the bets on the other side, you got to see what the public and the sharps are doing and kind of, you know, use your reasoning to see if there's, you know, a play because of that. And when you see... Like, I'll give you a good example in another sport just to kind of give you some reference. So when Holly Holm fought Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm was a huge underdog. 
Ronda Rousey was at one point, I believe, minus like $1,500. And if you remember, Holly Holm obviously won that fight, big upset. The line went a little further down. I think by close, uh, Rousey was like minus $1,000. But you had like 98% of the money on Rousey. You had 98% of the bets on Holly Holm. So if you've got like 98% of the money on, you know, uh, on one side and 98% of the bets on the other side, that's a pretty big disparity. And with this, you look at all the money on the Michigan State money line, no surprise there, but there are people that are playing Western Michigan plus the 18 and a half. That's why the line, you know, is it was moving up. I mean, it might move back down now because it was 17 and a half. But early on, especially with a team like Michigan State, you know, a, a team that there's some question marks with, when you're a big favorite like that and, and it's a MAC team, or, you know, let's say it's like San Jose State for a team like Alabama, if they played a team like that, or if Georgia played, uh, you know, an FCS team that ended up, you know, being one of the better FCS teams that year, getting a ton of points, whether it's 18 or 20 or 30 or 40, you know, points, first game of the year with no preseason can be a scenario where the dog is alive to cover, not to win, but to cover. And as far as the total is concerned, by the way, the there's 89% of the money on the over 54.5 and 92% of the bets. So that, that total is probably going to only go up the way we're seeing the splits with that. Now, we'll get to the Michigan line with Colorado State in a minute, but I want to talk about Michigan State's win total right now. And this is where I think there could be some value to be had when it comes to you know betting win totals between Michigan and Michigan State because and we'll get to the Michigan State or Michigan win total in a second here. But Michigan State is seven and a half. They've got a seven and a half uh, win total right now at Bet Rivers. And when you look at the over, the over is minus 134. A few weeks ago, it was minus 123. So we're seeing that move up. Is it going to get to eight? It's possible. Eight, maybe minus 105, something like that. Uh, and it would be the, the worst thing in the world if you don't want to pull the trigger now. I do believe that number is right where it should be. I think the Spartans could get to eight wins, but they might win seven games with that schedule if they're not going to be a team that moves forward after what they did last year. Because remember, they kind of fizzled out towards the end of the season. But you look at, at that number right now, the under, by the way, is plus 105. It's, it's interesting because I think that there is some value right now in waiting for this line to maybe move to eight. Because, yes, an eight would be a push. But let's say the Spartans do have that great year and get to nine. You're laying a lot less money where, yes, you might not win the bet uh, if it just if they, if they win eight games and it's eight and four. But if they are the kind of team that I think they could be, and having Peyton Thornton, you know, patrol the sidelines helps. It's a big question about all these transfers, though. You never know how it's going to work from year to year with the pizza, the transfer pizza portal. Uh, but I'm not going to lay minus 134. Gets to eight, I lay the minus 105 or something like that, or maybe even money. And that's where, you know, I've talked about this with baseball. If I give out a play at seven and a half and the total gets to eight, I still would play it in most scenarios because, yes, you're losing the ability to, to have that game land eight and win. But you're not losing the bet if it gets to eight. You're pushing. So it's like, you know, it, let it ride. You have a pair of kings. You're going to back up those bets. You're going to do each, you know, next, the second and third bet for the full amount because you can't lose. You might not get anything better than Kings, but you have a chance to get trips or a boat or, you know, quads or something like that. So 
that's where I'm at with the Spartans win total right now where I would definitely not pull the trigger on the over laying that kind of money. But I do believe the Spartans can get to eight wins. And I'm going to see if that line goes down. So I don't think it's going to go... Uh, I don't think the seven and a half is going to go down. But I'm going to see if it gets to eight. And maybe, you know, minus 105 is where I would pull the trigger on that. I think the Spartans are right around that. But there definitely are, as we talked about, a lot of question marks on Michigan State uh, in 2023 about what this exactly this team is going to be coming off some nice action at times in 2021, but then, you know, some some issues towards the later part of the season after that win over the Wolverines, uh, and especially with that embarrassment against Ohio State. Let's take a look at Michigan. The Wolverines, right now, their win total, 9.5, over minus 118, under minus 107, and for game one of the 2022 campaign, uh, the Wolverines, minus 27.5, uh, against Colorado State, minus 110 both sides. The total, 59.5 uh, right now at Bent Rivers. Michigan's taking 29% of the money on that spread and just 24% of the bets. So a lot of people putting money on Colorado State right now, plus the 27.5. We still got a long way to go to monitor these numbers. Uh, by the way, the total, 59.5, just 7% of the money on the over, 18% of the bets, a lot of people going under. And I've, I've explained this before too, and it's, it's something that I think you can always... Use when you're looking at who you want to, you know, decide on taking, whether it's an over and under, uh, a dog or a favorite, big favorite in these situations. So if you're looking at a high a high total with like, you know, it seems like Michigan is a big favorite against Colorado State, 59 and a half. If you're looking to go over the total, then you are taking the favorite. You believe the favorite is going to cover in that situation. If you're looking to go under, in a big spread like this, like a 20, 30, 40-point spread, then you're looking to go with the underdog. Because the, the reasoning is, if the Wolverines are going to cover a huge spread, the chances are they're gonna there's going to be enough points in this game where it goes over the total. Now, it doesn't always work this way, but this happens more times than not. If you're taking a huge underdog, you know, the, the, the Colorado State Rams plus 27.5, the thought is that Michigan's not going to score as much and it's going to be a closer game, hence under the total. So that's just another strategy you can use when it comes to betting uh, in college and in pro football. I mean, this obviously happens more in, the, in college, way more than the pros. You don't see huge spreads in, in, uh, in the NFL, but this is really a, a, a tip and trick for college football. Now, looking at the Wolverine schedule, four straight home games just like the Spartans do. Well, I'm sorry, four straight winnable games like the Spartans do. Uh, Michigan State has three uh, home games to start the year. Wolverines have four straight. So Colorado State should be an easy win for Michigan. Hawaii should be an easy win for Michigan. Connecticut should be an easy win for Michigan. And then Maryland should be a win. I don't know about easy, but it should be definitely a a nice win for Michigan to go 4-0. Then it's on the road at Iowa. On the road at Indiana, home Penn State for the maze out. Which probably will be a night game on on the 15th of October. And home for Michigan State, back-to-back, you know, huge games for the Wolverines. Uh, against Penn State and Michigan State, then at Rutgers, home Nebraska, home Illinois on Senior Day, and at Ohio State, a game that I will most likely be at uh, for the second time in as many trips to Ohio State. But this one better be a lot better than the last couple times I've been there. I think you look at Michigan's schedule, they should have 10 wins. I think the trickiest games for them, obviously, at Iowa's one, at Ohio State's two, and then the fact they get their two other toughest games, actually three if you want to throw in Nebraska, all at home, Make you feel good if you're a Wolverine fan as as well, obviously, as long as this team's defense 
is not going to be a liability after how good they were last year because the offense should be really, really good, whether it's Kane, McNamara, or J.J. McCarthy as the quarterback. So, win total-wise, I think it's right where it should be as well. And is there value right now on taking the over for the Wolverines at minus 118? I think there's a little, but I'm going to stay away from the Wolverines' win total because there are so many question marks about the defense. You know, Harbaugh's new staff, uh, you know, losing, you know, people uh, like flies after the season last year they had. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been so weird because obviously the situation with um, what happened last year where you thought, you thought that Josh Gaddis would still be around and maybe even take over as head coach if uh, the Wolverines, you know, if, if Harbaugh left when he was flirting with the NFL. But now, of course, he's gone. And you got Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss as the Wolverines, you know, offensive coordinators. And it's it's one of these things where, you know, the Spartans had done that before. And I don't think it necessarily is the greatest thing to do. But you look at what Michigan is going to be able to do, to, you know, going forward. And I it's, it's interesting because... It was kind of a weird way that Gaddis left the program. Like it was, I he was basically getting told by people inside the program that he was going to be the next head coach, and then of course it did happen and didn't get necessarily a raise, and, and everything happens, you know, the way it's, it went a little sideways fast. But he's gone, and it's time for someone else. You know, it's time for a, a new you know regime, which I mentioned uh, with Morris and Weiss, and then as far as the defensive coordinator goes, you know, obviously you lose. Uh, a great coordinator that goes back to the NFL and Jesse Minter comes in, signed a $2.7 million three-year deal. He was from Vanderbilt, was their defensive coordinator. And then before that, he worked with the Ravens. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of ties to John Harbaugh and, of course, uh, you know, Jim's brother. And, of course, Mike McDonald, who had left to return to the Ravens. It's like kind of just, you know, revolving doors there. But question marks, new coordinators. I think the offense will be good, though. The defense, without McDonald, who was so good with them, and obviously, you know, Hutchinson and Ojabo and Hill and some others, it's, you know, this was a team that finished number two in in, in Big Ten in scoring defense in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, it had all these great numbers nationally. And Wolverine's one of the best defenses in the country, easily. And to bring in a new coordinator after how good of a job McDonald did, I know he's got some ties you know, to the Ravens, there's definitely a little nervousness there, you know, when you go from going to the playoff under Mike McDonald and his defense, and then you go to a brand new situation. So that's why I'm not going to touch the nine and a half here with the Wolverines. And, you know, maybe if that line had gone, if that was a nine, that's one situation, I would have considered it, but nine and a half is perfect because to get to 10, that might be the ceiling for the Wolverines. In 2022, that's it's it's possible. Uh, I did want to just update you before we get out of here today on the overall markets right now, future-wise, for both the Wolverines and the Spartans. We haven't really seen much movement there. Favorite still Alabama to win the national title plus 150, Buckeyes plus 250, Georgia four to one, Clemson ten to one, Texas A&M and USC round of the top five at 20 to one. Wolverines 50 to one. They've been there for quite some time, and then Michigan State, the Spartans. All the way down at 150 
to one. Not a lot of respect for the Spartans right now, at least nationally when it comes to uh, you know futures bets. But then you take a look at the Big Ten, and this is where you know we've discussed this. Some value could be had. Big Ten winner Buckeyes big favorite minus two thirty. Wolverines the second favorite at plus eight fifty. Penn State thirteen to one. Wisconsin thirteen to one. Nebraska seventeen to one. Minnesota I think is a value play on the other side of the conference, other side of the division that is for the, the Wolverines and the Spartans and the Buckeyes eighteen to one along with Iowa. Then the Spartans coming at twenty seven to one. The Buckeyes should win the Big Ten, but it's a long year. CJ Stroud can get hurt. Knock on wood, he doesn't. You never know. And when you're that big of a favorite, and you got teams like Michigan that did it last year, Penn State, who I need to try to do it under James Franklin for the first time ever, Wisconsin, I mentioned Minnesota, even Mel Tucker and Michigan State, and obviously Iowa too, there are some values, you know, value bets on those teams. I mean, Michigan's under 10 to 1, so it's not like the best value, but you've got, you know, double-digit teams like Penn State and Wisconsin and Nebraska, and the Spartans at 27 to 1. Could be worth pulling the trigger with some small size bets. Uh, to get, you know, bet against the Buckeyes, but uh, there's no way I'm laying the 230, even if I'm a huge Buckeye fan on Ohio State. That'd be pretty crazy to consider doing that. Uh, but this is uh, just such a great time of year. There's so much excitement as we get closer and closer to the start of the college football season. We'll have a broken down all up and down for you here on the Detroit CityCast. I want to give you a couple quick numbers before we get out of here. As far as Big Ten money, Buckeyes, 88% of the money so far. About over 62% of the bets. Michigan, 4% of the money. 10% of the bets. Uh, Penn State, 5% of the money. 13% of the bets. And then Michigan State, they came in at just 1% of the money. And 7.2% of the bets. I think we're going to see that go up as we get closer to the season. And then also uh, money for the Big Ten East. Uh, Ohio State, huge favorite, minus 500 at Bat Rivers, 8.1% of the money, 13% of the bets. Penn State, the second favorite, 6-1, 18% of the money, 19% of the bets. Uh, Wolverines plus 650, the third favorite. It's kind of interesting is Wolverines are the best overall odds to win the Big Ten, but not even the best, second best odds in their own uh, conference. That's based on money that's come in, though. A lot of money for the Pennsylvania market. Uh, they are plus 650, 51% of the money on Michigan. Uh, to win the Big Ten, he's 38% of the bets. And then Michigan State, plus 16 to 1, 22% of the money and 25% of the bets. By the way, uh, the Michigan State win total, 91.5% of the money on the over, 41.7% of the money on the bet uh, or bets on the Michigan State uh, over. They're 7.5, they're over 7.5, is the, the 27th most wagered on win total by money right now. At Bet Rivers, 27th overall of well over 125 or so FBS teams. So we'll keep monitoring that and see if that changes anything with the betting or if it goes up to the top 20, maybe even the top 10. We shall see. I do believe there is some value on the Spartans over 7.5 as it stands right now. That's going to do it for us today here, though, on the Manic Monday edition of the Detroit CityCast. We'll see you on Wild Wednesday. Full breakdown and preview of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Nothing like having a PGA tournament right here in your backyard. Until then, have a great start of the week. Keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, out!